What's up, everybody? This is Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. With Be A Light, we hope that you've been having a fantastic week. How's everybody been doing? That was good. Then you put me in the back like a rejected orphan child. That's where you belong. <laughs> perspective. We have to have good perspective yeah, in the I'm shot. The star. Oh. <laughs> There's a cast change. If you check your program, uh, Judah is now being played by none other than Danny Glover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so other than um, being put in the back of the scene where you belong, (laughs) Uh, I'm doing really like. I'm doing really good because I don't know. I have just a few weeks of I don't know. I think I already said this before, but it's like I'm still just coming out of it of just subpar living, you know, um, and allowing. I was just telling Shad before we started, just the little by little, you know. Scripture says, "Don't let the, the foxes." The little foxes spoil the vine. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking this before we, um, as I was walking up, I was, the thought just came to my mind. Um, you know, the devil, he doesn't bring like a blatant lie to you. He just brings like a little lie. Yeah. And then just keeps going until yeah. it leads you to the big lie. And then you're there and you're like, whoa. And there's just been areas in my life that have been really like lazy and unproductive, which is every part of it. And, <laughs> um, I just haven't liked that, but I haven't wanted to take and be intentional and do the things I know I need to do to get out of that place. And now I'm, you know, taking those steps and, um, you know, like I said, I'm back at the gym, I'm eating right. Uh, I'm watching the content that goes, you know, cause like I was listening to Todd white and he's like, why would I take it back in the things that I'm renewing my mind from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, why, why do you think, you know, and then I had uh, Andrew Womack, he talks about, he's like, why do you think you're strong enough <laughs> to like, oh, I can just eat the bones and uh, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Like, why do you think you can do those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and then, so that really hit me when Todd White was like, you know, I'm, why would I get let it back in those things I'm renewing my mind from? Yeah. And so I've been doing that. But then I also, like I already told you guys, um, I've just been li- we're being reminded because I already know about the true nature of God, of our father, but I've been reminded of how much he's for me. Like uh, he doesn't change. It's not a situational. It's never a situational thing. You know, and you get, you let that little thought in. It's just like a, Oh, not this time. It's not going to help you this time. Yeah. You mess up. No. If you let that in one time, <laughs> yeah. it takes the whole, whole area. And then over a while you think he's not going to help you in any area. And you, you slowly, even if you're not trying to, get back in works and legalism as far as, like, not the good works that we're made for, but just yeah. trying to please them works, which are not good works. Those are works of iniquity. <laughs> um, and another thing I got while I was coming here, because me and Laura were just talking, um, it just popped in my head, too. And I was just, because I had this, I've had this thought, and I've told people this for, like, years now, that I would be, like, jealous of people who I see, like, get saved and they have, like, such change so quick and like they become a different person and then i like examine my life and i'm like well, mine doesn't look anything like that i don't see 
like that instant transformation and that like allegiance to the Lord. And but like I've I've loved him through the whole thing, but it just didn't look like that. And so I thought I was like different, and I thought I wasn't doing something right. I thought I missed something or whatever. And the Lord just simply told me, He's like, "Well, that's a lie." Hmm. And He's like, "The only reason that looks that way for you is because you believe that." Hmm. And He's like, "You've had one. You've had drastic change over your life." Two, the only reason you're not seeing it fully is because you continue to believe and measure yourself. And another good thing word I heard from someone, they said, when you look at someone, you're watching their highlight reel yeah. while you're looking at your behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was like, all these things has been culminating to like just continue to remind me. Because it's not that I need to learn again. I've, I've went through years of the Lord teaching me. But then you get away and you get dull, you know, just like with not working out. I've gotten fat. <laughs> again and it's just from not continuing in that and so it's not um continuing in the truth and i know i've mentioned a lot of people but there's been a lot of good guys bringing me back to the right mindset one of them who's like i really look up to he's like i have to remind myself of these truths i'm telling you yeah. he's like i have to remind myself <laughs> and otherwise i'd go into that same mindset mm-hmm. of thinking oh the lord won't do it this time he's like i have to remind myself and so when i heard it like because one thing I've always talked to the Lord about that I've been annoyed with is like, I want to go on autopilot at one point, you know, I want to just everything to become second nature, um, which I believe things do, but I think there's never going to be a time where I'm not living an intentional life and like yeah. making intentional decisions every day. I think some things over time, even spiritual things will become like second nature. Like we're all just doing naturally where I don't like, I don't, I don't try not to cuss. Even when I'm around people, I can be around people all day who cuss. doesn't influence me to cuss because I don't want to. It's not even my nature. Yeah. Just like that. I didn't, at first, I've never really, like, <laughs> I've never really wanted to cuss. But, so that's one thing. But there's all these other things. So we got to see it like that. And we're, um, I know I'm taking a long time, but where we are, a new creation. Like in these areas I struggle in, the only reason... I continue to struggle in them because I think I can. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I have not rec- I have not decided on the new creation. I have not just went like, okay, Lord, I'm a new creation. I continue to take experiences and say, Lord, I know your word says this. And I imagine, yeah, I imagine, sorry. <laughs> I imagine that this is weightier. It's like I'm putting on the scale against his word. And finding his word at fault. But let every let the every man be a liar. And the Lord be true and every man a liar. So I'm a liar. When I take my experiences. And say. You say I'm this. But I say I'm that because of this. Right. And I know once I continue to agree with this. And start saying these experiences are like nothing. I'm not even going to weigh it. Because your word outweighs anything. Your word is true. Let you be true and every man a liar. Let me be a liar. Compared to your word. If my experience is not matching your word, I'm a liar. And I'm not living in the truth. And that's not a bad thing. That's not like, oh, you're, you're like, no, what I'm saying is, then we can take that and go, okay, well, then I'm just going to continue to agree with your truth. Yeah. I'm going to continue to agree with your truth. This is a lie. These experiences, I'm not walking in the truth. These things are trying to breed a life of lie, <laughs> lies in my life. But if I take your truth and continue to walk in it, just like I did with my car. When I had that squeal and the lights were on, I was like, Lord, I don't got money for a mechanic. Don't got time for a mechanic. 
I prayed for my car, and every time it squealed, I said, no, you are healed. You are fine. And it took a few months, but then my car finally, apparently my car finally realized, you know, (laughs) that it was fine. That light went off. It's been running beautifully. And so that's just some stuff he just is in a short window of time. He's just been laying on me and reminding me of of these good truths and that I have to continue to remind myself of those truths. Well, you know, just talking about, you know, where we'll get to the point where some things become second nature, but others you still have to practice. It's just like playing an instrument or learning an instrument or being a musician uh, where you get past the basics, Mm -hmm. but the basics are the foundation of the very technical aspects or the very artistic aspects of being a musician. And, you know, both me and Amy went through school and learned all these techniques and like we've even taught people techniques. And it's like, once you get past, okay, you've got to breathe, you know, to play this instrument or to sing. It's like, okay, now that you can breathe, you've got to breathe in certain places. And when you're doing that, you need to do these inflections. You need to put more air in this area and less air. I'm layman's terms here. It's not necessarily <laughs> less air, more control of the Don't air. Don't do the musician thing and start getting lost. In the- <laughs> yeah, it, but that's the same way with us following Christ. It's we have to have those basic foundations, those blocks, like building Legos, um, to really have something more than just a a blue lego block it's like i know god loves me and he's like but he's like look at the instructions he's like the bible look look at the bible it's like we could build a castle because the kingdom of god and all of that so what was (laughs) your building lego thing i saw you pointing like you're referencing to someone but none of us got it i got Legos. oh i thought you pointed to the camera like there's gonna be someone watching who gets that one I've got, I've got, I've got Legos on. (laughs) (laughs) Chad, how you been doing, man? (laughs) Uh, really good. You know, I was here last week and like I was struggling, Mm -hmm. and so I kind of, when I left here last week, it was with the mindset of wanting to get back and just resting and kind of starting over, and letting the Lord show me what exactly happened. For me to crash the way I did because I didn't understand mm-hmm. what had happened. And I may not still completely understand all of what happened, but it just kind of ties in with some of what Judah was saying. We, the, the battlefield is our minds. And something I've been learning here recently um, is about the brain. Sometimes I think that. <laughs> Sometimes I think that we need to get away from the language that's in the Bible mm-hmm. because it will it makes us think a certain way. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's something wrong with the Bible, but I think sometimes when you use language that's outside of the Bible that's saying the same thing, it might let you see it more accurately because you're not confined to just like the way you were taught things. Mm-hmm. But anyways, in the past 10, 15, 20 years um, brain science has gone like way beyond oh, yeah. where it was before. And and I'm not an expert on this, so I'm not even going to try to use all the correct jargon right now. But 
like the the most central part of your brain like controls emotions and stuff like that and the frontal part of your brain is like your decision making but like the enemy oh yeah the, the pleasure response is also there right there with the emotions so like the enemy will injure us in our emotions or get us hooked to some kind of sort of pleasure sequence we're not supposed to have mm-hmm. and like that part of your brain then overrides the part of your brain that makes decisions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then it's no longer like a moral thing anymore. Your brain's been damaged. So that's why we have to renew our minds mm-hmm. with the truth. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to like, you got to take whatever thing that is contradictory to Christ and be like, this is what the word of God says. Yeah, don't ever be thought about exactly. Yeah. Because now your emotions are wanting to override whatever the truth is, but you got to be like, no, it's yep. like this. Well, that's the whole like thing about fighting strongholds. You know that we have to tear down strongholds that are of the enemy because strongholds they get stronger in them. That's how it used to work. Is it's like barracks or anything. We have forts and all of that where troops will go in to rest and when they rest it's stronger Mm -hmm. and it's just a cycle of that happening we god has his own strongholds as well so we have to build those up and it's that thought process i like i have um and i was even saying it on the way here but like remember the other day i was driving home and i was like well you know i could oh yeah i was actually last tuesday i want to say I was like, oh, I could just stop at Sonny's before we, uh, before I go over there and, you know, get the all you can eat ribs. But then I was thinking, I was like, only, (laughs) only, (laughs) the only reason I, I want to do that is because I want to eat a lot. You know, I just want to eat a lot. And like, it was literally like a pool. It was like, go to Sonny's, go to Sonny's, go to Sonny's, go to Sonny's. Oh yeah. And like, I just looked at Sonny's and drove right by it. I'm like, forget you. Mm -hmm. I am not going to go there. Because one, I've had the thought of my my weight gain on me, so I'm like, no weight gain, no more dang weight. I'm done gaining weight. Um, and like so, as I was driving here, I've, I've been meditating on the verse. It says because it's actual verse in the Bible. It's not just some saying someone said. I thought it was, but it's actually in the Bible. It says, um, "Eat to live, don't live to eat." Um, I'll be telling you, I've been living to eat <laughs> for so long because. And it's it can be so good, but I want to get to the place. And I was there for a while when I have lost like 80 pounds where I was just, I woke up and I didn't think food, 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 food. Like I go through my day and it's like food, 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 food. And like other people I've talked with them, they don't do that. And I'm like, you don't, you don't think about food all day, every day. You don't think about what you're going to have tomorrow. You don't look at the menu at work and like for three weeks out and have it all planned out in your head. You don't, you don't do these things. Um, but like as I was coming here, I was like, Lord, I thank you that I have uh, proper eating habits. I thank you that I have, I am a disciplined man. I think, you know, so I just started speaking these things that are truths of, of the word. I thank you that I eat to live. I don't live to eat. Yeah. I thank you that I have proper dietary wants. I thank you that I am not, given to much eating or you know it's these these things and that's renewing my mind i am just choosing even though i've had the experience i got the evidence on my body that says otherwise i need to agree with this truth and then i will see the effects one because i'll, I'll eat better and work out 
but because there's going to be change in my body. And so, um, yeah, I was just giving an example. <laughs> um, just bouncing back in for a second because all the things I said. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, having to be the the microphone police. I mean, I'm pretty tonight. good in front of mine. He was way off, though, so I'm doing better. <laughs> I didn't actually finish the question, I guess. Yeah. My week's been really good, and just the stuff I've been learning is helping me to explain it. Um, I have, like, wounds, as Christianese, like, soul wounds that go way. And just what I've been learning is there is a process that you go through before you like crash. It's like a four or five step process. I'm still learning it. So I can't get on here and teach anybody. It's not what I'm trying to do, but just the fact that they've discovered there is a process. Mm. And now I can see that my trigger is I'll start believing like what the enemy wants me to think about things that's going to trigger those wounds that are still deep in my soul that aren't hundred percent dealt with. And then it might start a few weeks back. And then all of a sudden it slowly grows until I've crashed. Yeah. When in the past I thought I just crashed suddenly, but I really didn't. I, like you were saying earlier, it's not necessarily the enemy gives you a little lie and then he gives you a big lie. He gives you a little lie and you let it sit there and I think it turns into a big lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a seed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's encouraging, I think, to see this and not be like ignorant of how things work. Because mm-hmm. now I want to be more mindful. Like as soon as I start having like a negative emotion tied to all those things from my past that have set off that trigger, I can immediately be just like, no, that's not the way God works. That's yeah. not the way things are going to happen, mm-hmm. and we're just not going to go any further with it. Yeah, right that's then, not who you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's been a really good week. Good. I'm glad. Amy, love of my life. I get to look at you like straight on. I like this new chair. <laughs> I know how your week was, but tell everybody else. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. Okay. Uh, uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, I... Uh, We had like a big thing at church. It was like a ladies thing and got to speak at that, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And um I this week I've felt myself being really frustrated a lot. Um and like I I think we're always, you know, trying to figure out who we are, you know, because we never stop growing. And, like, um, I've had some different things come up this past week that was just, like, um... this like pride thing came up and it was just like that's not who I am but I'm like I'm really mad about this and just like um and 
I don't know. It was just, it was one of those moments where like Jude was talking about, it's like, I just have to remind myself of the truth and, um, like I've also had, it, it's been in different situations and manifest in different ways, but like the root of it has been like this pride thing. And like, like I really, I don't know if it's like my upbringing or just whatever, but um, I have this thing where it's like, I, I've always wanted to be the smartest person in the room. And I was told that you should believe that about yourself, which maybe that sounds weird. I don't know, but it was like, <clears throat> it was almost like this, even if you weren't kind of thing, it was like, you like kind of fake it till you make it thing. And like, um, like in us, like figuring out business related stuff. Um, like I watched my dad, like build his own business and everything. And, um, you know, he's very knowledgeable about it and everything. Um, but you know, like at a certain point, like he delegated these jobs to other employees as far as like finances and things like that. Um, but like it's been this thing where I'm trying to figure out like the kind of boring legal stuff and everything and and feeling like there's just so much that I don't know and it's like being really uncomfortable about that yeah. and like <laughs> cuz I don't I don't like not knowing something mm -hmm. um you know, uh, like, especially like when I got into college and it was like, this is, this is what I'm studying and I'm like expertise and like, I like, I like, I don't know. It was just like this huge, like pride thing. And like, you don't realize like how, um, gross that is <laughs> for lack of a better word, but it's just like, I don't know, like, and like, you feel like you've dealt with it completely and then it comes up in different ways and it's just like, you are not this insecure. This is not who you are. And it's like, it's okay to not know certain things. It's okay to ask for help. I mean, that's the whole point of having relationships, building community, yeah. because it's like, I need you. I don't know these things. And, you know, and then you're able to do it, you know, for the person back. But, um, and like, it's been me like kind of catching myself, like in my own thoughts and everything, just like, well, my pride. And it's like, it's not mine. That's not who I am. Nope. Um, <clears throat> and it's like, I'm not taking ownership of this yeah. and, um, it's shown up in another situation, but I think the business one, like, I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. It's like, anytime you're like starting a new chapter in your life, um, 
you know, switching jobs or um, even like building like new relationships with people. It's like you don't know everything about them and like you want to feel like Maybe this is just me, man. <laughs> no, okay. but like it's like, it's like, I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but it's like you're building a new relationship, and you want to feel like you know exactly how to connect with somebody, and it's like mm-hmm. there's steps A, B, and C, and then we're good. Yeah. But it's like everybody's different, and you just yeah. can't do it in a formula like yeah. that, you know. And if you uh, like, I was while you were talking, I was thinking, like, because let you know you're not alone with that because even like yesterday i was bringing up the, the business idea that i was having and you were like what about this one i was like how dare you bring up ideas and i could see it on your face i felt so bad because i was like amy you're being a dream crusher right I now need, but i need those things because like if i went about my life never talking to anybody i have some dumb ideas but i also i'm very i'm very like forget every rule and regulation i'm gonna do this and you know and so i just forget it because Forget the government, no, <laughs> but, you know. Forget, and so when you were like this, and like I had this other idea, I was bringing up, bringing up a few people, and they kept bringing up these very valid points, and I was like, "Stop bringing good thoughts to what I want to do." <laughs> and, but like, I have literally at my job, I have a word pad that I lay out in detail what I need to do on each account, and then at the top, in big letters, it says, "It's okay to ask for help." Right. In big red letters. Because I, oh, I don't like asking for help. I think I that tattooed on my Even forehead. though I'm only two weeks into this job, like on the floor, I feel like every time I've done a job, I've had I've had to fight that thought of like, oh, I need to be the best there is. And like, it's not expected. for Especially the jobs I've taken on that have so much knowledge, so many legal parameters, all these things. I'm not expected to know all that stuff. Yeah. But I had to, like, I literally, and on the, I had Don't Cry. For a while, but now I've taken that off. But like, I seriously still struggle, even like after asking questions. Like, I I always ask a question, like I'm sorry, and like stop apologizing for asking the question. But there does come that balance where there's another part of that where you learn when you need to ask questions and when you need to stop doubting yourself. Yeah. Because what mine was, I would, and when I'm in training, I ask all the questions, even if like I have the gut feeling I know the answer, I ask the question anyways, and my trainers would be like. <laughs> you know the answer and I'm like I don't believe myself <laughs> and like then I go on the floor and I'm like now I must I'm out of training I must know everything and I don't ask any questions so I go from like one perimeter to the other when every because this happened in every time I've been in any type of training or anything I'm like I ask all the questions until someone tells me you're done asking questions you just gotta believe in yourself yeah. and then I just don't ask some more questions and I just believe in myself until I really can be like I for sure don't know that, but it, you know, it takes that time. Um, and so you're not alone. And like yeah. and, and when y'all brought up that stuff, I was like, dang it, they're right. You're making me do more. Stuff but it was like, cause <laughs> it was out of like wanting to make sure that you do it the right way, yeah. you know? And, yeah. but like what you were saying with like, cause I, I, gosh, I've done like the exact same thing where it's just like, it's either like completely doubting mm-hmm. everything that you're doing or wanting to like, look like you know everything and just mm-hmm. not asking any questions yeah, and it's, it's and it's like it's it's okay to be like middle of the road yeah. like you know and it's pride and fear yeah fear says fear when you f- have fear perfect love casts 
without fear. Yeah. Because when you fear, it's fear of punishment. So if yeah. you look like at all fear, except for like brought up this point to someone and they brought up another good point too. That was really annoying. Because <laughs> they were like, What about the fear of the Lord? Because like there's the right fear of the Lord, so I was like, yeah. That's different. Talk about this fear they're talking about is different. I'm sure if I look at the words, they're two different words too and all stuff. But yeah. it's all if you really look at I'm going to say all blanket statement. Y'all can correct me. But if you look at like all this fear, all the fear I've had in my life, when I can think of it, it's because I thought I was going to get into trouble. I was going to do something wrong. I fear the punishment of people making fun of me or some type of punishment yeah. was because of that fear. So the fear of failure and failure in itself is a punishment. When you fail at something, you punish yourself. Um, so like I've re- once I realized that and like, it's just because I'm going to get punished, but then I realized my father, who my father is, and who he never wants to punish me, mm-hmm. even as chasing people are like, but he chases those he loves. And if you're not, you're a bastard. That's what the scripture says. But then you have to understand his chastening is even out of love. Yeah. It's the Romans 2 4. Don't you know that his kindness, forbearance, and patience with you is intended to turn you from your sin? Mm-hmm. So his chastening is, hey, that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> that's not you. Remember, he convicts us of righteousness. Yeah. His chastening, when you. When you chase and people uh, liken it to pruning because he prunes us. Well, when you prune a tree, you're not doing it because it's doing bad. You're pruning it because, like, man, it has some good growth. Let's prune it and let the buds so it can grow even better. Pruning typically, from my knowledge, and I might be wrong, I don't know everything, is, like, I don't prune a dead bush. Yeah. I let that bush die. But if I got one that's growing nice, I'm like, ooh, but I think it'll grow better here and here. And you prune it so that it creates more buds. So even his pruning is so that we can just grow at more angles. And so yeah. you start to learn that. And so perfect love, see, and I, used to, I know I'm talking about now, but I used to think perfect love would cast out fear one time. And like, and I thought I'd just do one time and I'd never have fear again. No, it's being continually it's grounded. Continually, yeah, mm-hmm. having that perfect love continue just going in every area and yeah. kicking fear out <laughs> of yeah. every area. Because there's a lot of areas... Like there was when I was younger, I used to have some fears and I just decided I'm not scared of anything as far as like, you know, sharks and all these things and, you know, things that people like these irrational fears. Yeah. And now the Lord's been coming to the biggest fear, which is the fear of failure. Yeah. You know, and now he's really hitting it on the head where he's like, why are you at this job? And mm. it's okay to be at this job, but why? Yeah. Are you here because you think you can't succeed outside of this job? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I'm kind of, I've, I've, and I've looked back and I'm like, I've chosen every job because I know there's going to be a check. I know as long as I don't suck, they're not going to fire me and they need me and I'm not, I don't suck, but I don't believe that if I stopped that job and took this venture or took that venture that I would succeed. Yeah. And I have to <laughs> go against that. I have to renew my mind that area that one he wants me to exceed but two that i can succeed yeah. i can do all things through christ who strengthens me but i have to choose that thought mm-hmm. i can't just let the lord think he's in a magic wand at one day and just go boop one day i'll wake up and be like i no longer have <laughs> that fear but i need to renew my it's an active renewing is an active process yeah. where you're continually taking the truth and it's like Okay, this is the last thing because I'm talking too much. It's like you got dirty water. You keep putting new water. If you put a drip of clean water in there, it just becomes dirty. But if you overflow 
that cup of dirty water, you're going to replace it with clean water. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, milk is not find dirty water in the middle. That's besides the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's the continual washing and just the, the overflowing of his word in our life that all that stuff, it's not even like, it's not that we're actively like pouring water in certain areas. It's just that we're flooding ourselves with the washing of the water of the word is just washing over our minds and all this stuff just gunks out. <laughs> and we don't, we don't have to focus on, okay, I need to conquer uh, my lust. I need to conquer my overeating. I need to conquer. I need to, we just start flooding ourselves with the truth yeah. and then we'll have the truth. <laughs> we'll start living what we're, what we're taking in. We'll start seeing, not being able to see it any other way. Yeah. And like, <laughs> um, like with, like I felt that at my old job, what you were talking about yeah and but even now like starting this new job like it's like not falling into the temptation of like i could totally just play secretary role and not continue to invest in like the music side of things Mm -hmm. and like because I've, <laughs> I've had days where, like, we're trying to create, like, another studio filming space. And I've had days where, like, it's like, i got to finish this. And i got to make this look good. And then, like, spend the whole day on it. And it just looks like utter crap. And then, like, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. And God's like, well, I didn't tell you to do this today. So that's probably why. And it was just like... <laughs> but i mean it was like and like i'm having these i've had these thoughts where it's just like you just spend some time on the music today and it's like but that's not the financially lucrative project that we're working on right now and that's not logical and i shouldn't work on that and it's like that's human logic that's not his logic and i should have his logic like i was talking about this the other day where it's like like i really try to talk to god about how like i spend my money and everything and like it's an everyday kind of thing but it's like there's a lot of times when it's like he'll tell me to splurge when i feel like i shouldn't and he'll tell me to save when i feel like i shouldn't and it's like i want to be able to be more in line with the way that you're thinking about it. And, and I realize that there's times when it's just like, he just knows the future and I, I don't, and that's cool. (laughs) And I just have to trust him with that, you know, but there, like, there's a lot of times when it's just like, this is happening more than it should. And I should be more in line with this. And it's just like, but it's just me trusting him and becoming more, um, logical like him yeah if that's the right way to say that but i interrupted with something you were gonna say um i was just thinking there you (laughs) go proud of you man i think it's revelation too i could be wrong about the chapter but john goes through a list of things let people know who will not be inheriting the kingdom 
like it blew my mind. And this has been a few years ago when I saw it. Like the first thing he lists for people that will not inherit are the cowardly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, it makes so much sense though. Like if you're afraid to do something, then it's never going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky once said, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. That's yeah. it. And that's just like with what happened this weekend. I'm not going to mention it on here. <laughs> 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 I, I could have guaranteed that nothing would have happened instead of actually letting things play out, you know? And I'm, I'm coming, like, there's been multiple steps. I mean, for me to even venture into stuff like that, is a growth from where I was. You know, mm. I, I didn't take any steps. Me and him didn't take any steps in our life for a long time. We were very good with ideas. And people were like, man, y'all have good ideas. And we were like, I wish we could just sell these ideas. And then we'd be like, what if the Lord wants to do, st- uh, what if the Lord wants us to do it? <laughs> and then we just, you know, <laughs> and then we just go about our, our lives like nothing in our dreams is happening. And we're like, man, we need people to come around and do these dreams we got. <laughs> and then finally, we're both like, we gotta actually do this stuff. What the heck? Uh, but one thing I want to mention for you uh, is I thought is in the Old Testament, he actually got onto them more. You think people mention all this stuff? He got onto them because they didn't learn to rest. He didn't give the Sabbath for them to like just to be controlling. He's like, yeah. I need you to have a mandatory day to rest because as they showed, they don't know how. Yeah. And so we need, and this is a, I think Zach Galifianakis said this, but it's <laughs> said to the Bible, he's like, this is paraphrasing, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he essentially said, yes, you need to know how to work hard. You need to know how to rest just as hard. You know, you need to learn how to, how to rest. Um, Cause like I've come out of like when I was younger, man, if I got a job, if there was downtime, I was like, look at God, I don't got to work and I'm getting paid. And then like, as I grew up and became an adult, and a, a man, I was like, man, every time there's downtime, I'm like, I'm not working. Like this week, I have literally, I'm going to get paid to just sit there for about two days. Because I'm going into training next week. Mm-hmm. So I can't take on loans right now because of longevity, all these things. So I'm going to sit there. And I, my younger self would have been like, you doggy, I get to do nothing for days. This is beautiful. I get paid. Now I'm like, I got to sit here for two days and gonna die. <laughs> like I'm sitting there like, twiddling. I'm like, I know, like in my brain. Because like what I fight is, well, people don't know that you're allowed to sit here and do nothing. <laughs> so I got to make sure it looks like I'm doing something. But there's literally nothing to even act like I'm doing. That's totally what I feel like. It's like I'm trying to create projects yeah. for myself. And like, because it's, I mean, he's back here and he's editing and he's yeah. doing all this stuff. And it's like, well, I have to work equally as hard. <laughs> and like, <clears throat> see, I told you, I don't tell you everything. Yeah. Um. But it's like I feel like I like I. It's like because I want to. I want to be like fair yeah. in our efforts and everything. But it's like what would be more fair would be me investing in the thing that me personally yeah. is gonna be like my project and yeah. this thing that God's put in me that yeah. I know yeah. even if. And it's gonna happen sooner than this, but if it takes oh. till I'm 80 years old to where people are actually singing the songs that I write, like it's like that's that's the dream. That's yeah. and it's you know, but it's like it won't take that long if you actually start like really putting more effort into it. And um, but it's like 
it's like this mentality of like, well, that is not the money making effort right now. And it's like, but you have to invest. Yeah. It like, cause that, I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm not going to help in any way. I mean, my name is on the business license. I got to do something, you know, but like, but it's like, I'm the one that got the business license. Yeah. I'm the one trying to figure out the bank account stuff, but yeah. it's like, there's still a lot of other hours in the day and it's, you know, just just managing my time better yeah. and not feeling like I have to plow through something and like you know make myself yeah. busy and that kind of thing so yeah and especially pursuing and I'm gonna give you another reference that's not a biblical person is it Zach Galifianakis no, again it's Post Malone oh, oh gosh. Okay. so I, I was I got into a YouTube black hole on Post Malone one day and like I heard a story of like how he got famous on stuff and he was a dude doing nothing, but he like wanted to make music. Yeah. And so he like traveled with like no money to, I think like California or somewhere. And he took the money he had and he just believed. He's like, I want to make this music. And people are going to listen to it. So he made White Iverson or whatever that first one song is. I don't know. And he's like, Yeah, I made the video for like $5,000 and it's whatever I had. And he's like, Then I just ate nothing <laughs> for like for weeks. But uh, only point I want to take from that is you know even though your your brain is saying it's not the lucrative thing it's what you're you know made to do there's a scripture yeah. that says the uh pretty much the worker is worth his wages but the the um you don't muzzle an ox while it's treading the grain and then there's bringing multiple verses and it's pretty much talking about the pastors they're worth their wages all pastors are doing no this is very broad statements is totally not defining pastors yeah if you're a pastor do not get hurt what i'm about to say do not because i know there's so much depth i know so many pastors but anyways <laughs> they you know prepare a message for sunday mm -hmm. what they do on the outside this is why i said that because what they do on the outside looks like nothing yeah but what they really do is you know take care of an entire group of people they're like everyone's personal counselor yeah <laughs> throughout the week but all people see is all you do is preach on sunday pastor that ain't nothing but just like with music all people are gonna see all you do is sing <laughs> but and i think i got kind of on a side no i know what you mean i mean <laughs> zach and i were actually talking about that the other day it was like i don't remember what exactly but we were referenced like going back to like the music analogy where it's like we both know what it's like to like prepare a program and everything yeah. like <clears throat> just the major example both of us had like you spend like either a semester it's usually two semesters preparing like this huge recital for you to graduate and like people see the you know the one concert the one final product but you've been preparing for months and putting all this time and investment into it and like i mean this would be more than just a one concert yeah. thing but um you know, and that applies to anything like like with what we're doing, like Zach spent years doing the nerd cave and mm -hmm. figuring out how to edit. Mm -hmm. And he's still learning. And like there's so much like I mean, we want to we want to grow from how this looks right now. 
but for it to get here yeah i mean like we were talking about the other day like he and robbie used to sit in robbie's bedroom and record on his iphone in like this dark little room and like iphone no lights yeah (laughs) like and a yeti microphone between us yeah Mm -hmm. like but it's like you know we've you know now we got the table and this and you know but like and it's not about just how it looks it's also like you know the quality of our content like us being on camera and personality i used to be like super awkward for the camera (laughs) um but you know it's like there's all this like time and practice and effort that goes into it it's like and i'm not saying that i don't do that i mean but it's like in the last like month or so just in us like transitioning like um because it's like you know i'm also like preparing music like for worship and like um but it's like the writing part and like trying to figure out the sound all that stuff like it's been put on the back burner and that's not anybody else's choice or like the result of anybody else's actions except for mine yeah and um but I feel like, I mean, that can apply to anything. It's like something that you, I mean, like you guys were talking about, like, you know, wanting to do, you had all these great ideas mm-hmm. and all these things that you wanted to do, but it kept being put on the back burner because, you know, there's all these other important things that have to happen first. But We just didn't think we're the ones to do it. <laughs> At least for and me. And there's, I mean, no, part so of that too, that. you know, <clears throat> um, but yeah. I had way too much doubt and fear yeah. and dysfunction. <laughs> so I've gotten rid of the fear and then the doubt. Now I'm getting rid of the dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. The dysfunction's gone. When that's gone, I know things are going to start moving a lot faster. So I don't think we've asked, how's your week going? Uh, it's it's good. That's uh, enough. thanks everybody this has been um no no it's been it's been good um it was kind of a easier week like i didn't have a huge load to edit um now i've got more to edit and everything but um just kind of working some things getting nerd cave up to where it needs to be i made a video on like why i stopped doing the nerd cave Mm -hmm. which was a really important video for me to make because Mm -hmm. i never said anything yeah like i never told anybody like other than like if like i talked to you personally why i stopped it or whatever i was pretty open about that uh, except for my kids when i was at high school and everything um but made that video and it's just putting in some time to figure out what I want to do on that side of things and like how to best get our message out, which of course is God's message uh, in the end and everything. And it's, you know, just putting some time into that and then also just take some time for, big old z dog uh you know played a little bit of video games that was nice and uh we went and watched spider-man today uh which was really great um but one thing that i've been uh 
looking into like reading. I read Jonah this morning, yesterday morning, and I've been listening to a sermon series on it. It's like that book is so deep and you don't even realize it. It's just like, oh, Jonah and the well. It's like wrong, <laughs> wrong. And it's like, oh, Jonah was a horrible person. Like wrong. And it's like all of these things. It's like, uh, it's very deep. I'll put links in the, the description and everything. Tim Mackey, uh, he's over the Bible project and everything. Um, when you read the first line of Jonah, you think it's like, oh, this is a prophetic book because it starts like every other prophetic book. It's like the word of the Lord was given to Jonah, son of Ammonite. And it's like, ah, I know what kind of book this is going to be. Wrong. And it's like, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's the only book in the Bible that is about a prophet, not a prophet's writings or mm -hmm. what he said or anything. It's literally about the prophet. And the prophet and the, it's it's such a how he compares it is like it's a comic book because it's all these like grand proportions of everything and saturday night live put together <laughs> he's like it's the most satirical version of a prophet a man of god that is supposed to be and like all of these things and we all understand what that is because we watch saturday night live where it's just like oh, yeah. You know, it's these, we know these people, but it's like the most like pulled out of proportion version of that person. Yeah. And it's like, this man of God is a horrible person. This man of God is so far away from God that every round, everyone around him hears from God and gets saved. And he's angry at God the whole <laughs> yeah. time. And it, it's just been fascinating because like he's brought up this point. He's like, this book is so important because that's us. Jonah is us. Mm -hmm. This book is you and me. And it's just like, oh, he's like, anytime you feel like you're better than Jonah in this book, he's like, you fell into its trap because you're not. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> and it was just all of these things. And it was just so fascinating. I was like, okay, God, I was like, I'm going to study some more about Jonah and it's just it's it just shows me that we have to be very careful about how we teach the word mm -hmm. and that's not a a new statement by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> but it's like we've done such a disservice to so many people you know and i'm not you know dogging on veggie tales or you know anybody else he's he's like we've got to take the vegetation off of the story <laughs> <laughs> he's like the talking cucumber is all great and everything he's like but the well is the biggest thing that's and the well is in three sentences two sentences or whatever and it's like but that's the focus of the story is the well and not you know this whole whole thing it's like, okay, God, how do we be better at telling your word, teaching your word, and like yeah. actually understanding it and being able to communicate that with people? And it comes from us actually doing it ourselves and first and not waiting for someone else to do it for us. Yeah. And I think that's such a big thing that I'm having to like figure out how do I put that time into my day? Yeah. You know, and it's like, 
I literally set my schedule. It's like, if I want to edit all day, I can edit all day. If I want to play on my phone all day, I can play on my phone all day. It, you know, it's like, I get to choose whatever I do. There's ramifications and consequences for those choices, but it's like, I get to choose if I'm building that relationship and that understanding because and it, it, I know it's so simple. It's like Jonah, the book of Jonah, but it's like that book, like everybody knows that story. That story is like one of the most famous other than Jesus and Moses and Noah. Mm-hmm. That's about those are like the, the big ones yeah. that everybody rush more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's Jonah. And how can we have missed the real the real reason and it was just like man what else did we mess up yeah. <laughs> from this like children's like versions of everything and yeah. I, like that, that's one of the reasons i want to do the show that god's given me in my mind it's like that's going to be like just like epic and like it's going to be jam-packed and not like watered down because that's what it should be and that's what the bible is it doesn't need watering down it needs mm-hmm. like and you can't even exaggerate the Bible. It's like, <laughs> you, you yeah. can't you know, exaggerate it. It's like, it's already <laughs> of biblical proportions. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like that's such a big thing. And so many people are like, oh, well, you know, we've watered it down to, you need to be a good person. Like That's all the stories are. You need to be a good person. Yeah. It's like, no, it's more than that. It's all of these things. It's like, you need to be a good person or a well's going to gobble you up. Yeah, when when Jonah, if I can even recall it well, was about his inner turmoil and not wanting to go give this word to an entire nation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Him saying no and then running from God. Yeah. Not just like, no, I don't want to do it and just chilling. No, running. Yeah. And then like you got on a boat and they're like, oh, whose God is doing Like literally this is how it was back then. Whose God's messing stuff up? <laughs> Which God's doing it? Is it your God? Is it your God? And he's like, it's my God. Yeah. <laughs> Throw me over. But um, but even that, but then, you know, yeah, he gets to um, Nineveh, I think it was. Yeah, it was Nineveh. And I mean, he gets, he tells the word and they all, I mean, everybody. Five, five words. Yeah. Five words. And the king was like no one will eat or drink until we have all repented. Yeah, and not our, even the animals. Yes, <laughs> and we'll serve the Lord. And it was like the animals will even wear burlap. It was just like <laughs> it was. Just yeah, like, it says like even the cows repented or something yeah, like that. Just like, think about you said five five words to change an entire nation, mm-hmm. and he went through all that for yeah. five words. And, you know, we, <laughs> I was, you know, I'm not, I'm not beating myself up for this either. Um, Cause I'm growing in this too. I'm getting back to where I was and then further. Um, like there was a guy with a little burn on his leg at the gym today from his motor. And I was standing there and I was like, man, I was like, well, why don't you pray for him? And I'm like, yeah, but I got my shirt off right now. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of awkward. <laughs> And so I let that, you know, it's the dumbest reason, like, and I, there was multiple, he literally like left and came back multiple times. And I was like, just say a few words over the man. But it's just, you know, that simple obedience, you know, learning to be simply obedient and, and trusting, you know, and I don't, I'm getting more and more away from the thinking that I have to qualify, you know, yeah. like, oh, how good, have I been a good enough boy? Do I have enough good enough boy for a cold? Do I have enough good enough boy for cancer? You know, like, do I measure up enough to pray for that? But it's not. I don't care how good of a boy I've been. 
I'm not praying in my name. I'm praying in the name of Jesus. And he's been the yeah. goodest of boys. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry to <laughs> dumb that down, but like, you know, we need to take words out of the, you know, just be, he did it all. Yeah. Or when we pray in his name, we're actually praying in his name. You know, when I was singing over here, I was singing, Lord, your name is holy. And I was just singing. As I was singing, I was meditating on it. Lord, your name is holy. And like I said, it, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to. No, no. It, it, it It's just so good, you know. And, like, it took five words. And, of course, like, th- there's a lot to unpack on the Jonah thing. And maybe one day, yeah. like, I'll get to do that. But five words. If it takes five words to save an entire city, like what is it? What is it going to take to save one person? Yeah, you know, just holding the door, mm-hmm. just acting the right way. You know, we could do all of these things, but it, it just shows me that you know we we can do better. Mm-hmm. We can do better. This was a man in a different covenant. Mm-hmm. This was a man that didn't want to do it. Yeah. And it took five words, saved a whole nation. Yeah. You know, and then chapter four, chapter four is so interesting. Like the whole, like he doesn't want, like Jonah didn't want the Ninevites to get saved, to be forgiven. Like he hated them. Yeah. That was his whole reason. It was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want them. Let them die. Yeah. He was like, I just want them to die. That, that was his reasoning. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like, I know that you will save them regardless of what I do. I love that. I love that <laughs> well, like that story has always been spun where it's just like he was just afraid to go. And like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's just like the children's book thing or like whatever, but it's like I. I always heard that it was just him not wanting to go because they were just awful people but it's like he actually hated them and did yeah. not want them <laughs> to be saved like that's that's different yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a deep line man yeah i, I don't want him saved but no you're gonna <laughs> yes yeah, like he knew that god was gonna do something and it's like uh, mm-hmm that like that messes that messed with yeah. me like it was yeah. i don't know like well and he was so concerned about himself he's like i don't want people to know that i saved the ninevites he's like <laughs> that i gave them the word that purified them cuz these people would like get people and skin them alive and like they were just like they were the ruthless of the ruthless <laughs> like they were just awful uh people but it it's just so interesting because it's like it shows in chapter four Jonah being angry at God, mm-hmm. even after the whole well and him like I'll do it, you know. And yep. he has this very beautiful poem that he like yep. says to the Lord and everything. And even after all of them are saved, like he's angry at God. Yeah. And God, I, I, I can't remember right off the top of my head. He's like, he's like, whatever, bro. He's like, it happened. It's yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like that part of the story is not really ever said because it's like, Oh, well we, we can't be a, we can't be angry with God. We can't have all of this. And it's like, you're going to experience that emotion at some point in time Mm -hmm. in your life. If it's, you know, you lose somebody, you didn't get the job, you lost your job, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to go through that anger because you think God did that to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you need to see where this man of God, when he was angry at him, how God responded in that. 
how he acted towards him. Because when you really get down to it, I don't, the way Jonah is written, it's not, it doesn't give dates like other books. It doesn't like, because you look at really any other book in the Bible, it gets very specific, like the kings, Mm -hmm. the dates Mm -hmm. and all of this. This is a parable, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if this is a parable, it's telling us how to live. Because that's how Jesus did everything. It's like, these are parables I'm going to give you. And if you don't understand it, then go have fun with a big fish. Um, But it's like, this is what it's really about. And you're going to be at that point in time, at some point in time. Like, that's just something that the devil is going to use is that anger Mm -hmm. towards God. And you need to know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I would have been like, was it seven years ago, six years ago? I wish I would have known how to handle being angry at God because I was like, you didn't give me the job that I was supposed to get. <laughs> and it was he was just kind of like, yeah, but if I gave you that job, you would have hated your life. Like, I see that now. Yeah. Like, it, this whole thing, it's like, and that would have been your life. He's yeah. like, that would have been the tree, that hope, that tr- getting into the tree thing again, uh, the fruit of that tree. But it's just so good. Go read Jonah. Yeah, I go read John. <laughs> I really have a really good idea. I'll tell you after the whole thing. Okay. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Any, anything else? I know we've been going for. Well, I wanted minute. to pray. Yeah. But not just like me. I just I felt it like before, um, like a few minutes ago. But I don't know. It won't happen. Okay. So let's do this thing. Let's put our serious hats on. I'm just kidding. Um, serious. <laughs> 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 All right, Lord, you wanted me to pray, so bring it. So I'm just going to say what I'm hearing. I don't know if it's someone in here or someone wa- who's going to watch, but when I closed my eyes, I saw snakes and I heard the word reasons. And I heard the Lord say, I believe I heard the Lord say, um, you're looking for so many reasons, but as you continue to reason in your mind, they're gonna those reasons are like snakes and they're going to bite you. Um, you... You need to learn to trust me and what I say. So take that as you will. I don't got anything else. We'll just throw it away, whichever one. Uh, But Father, I, I just thank you, Lord, that you're for your children. I thank you that you're for us. I thank you, Father, that you want to give us wisdom. You want us to understand how to live this life. You're not sitting up there with your arms crossed, you know, laughing whenever we take a step to the left or the right. You know, we know that you're an ever-present God. You want to make yourself known, your ever-present Father. You want to make yourself known. You wanted to make yourself known so much that you literally took on flesh and dwelt among us. You wanted to reveal yourself so much that you got tired of trying to reveal your will through prophets that you said, I need to come in person and explain who I am. So we thank you for that, Lord, that you want to let us know what you have for our life. 
You're not a silent God. You really, you talk a lot. (laughs) And we love it, Lord. We thank you that we are your sheep. And you said, my sheep hear my voice. And as strangers, they will not follow. So, Lord, we are your sheep. Those in this room and those who are listening are your sheep. And if they're not, then come on to the sheepfold. But we are your sheep. We hear your voice. And so I thank you for confidence for your children. I thank you for boldness, courageous, that we would be courageous, that we wouldn't be cowards, Lord. Lord, if there's anywhere in our lives where we're being cowardice, we're being cowards, we repent and we change of that. And we thank you that that you said the righteous are as bold as lions. So we receive that boldness now. And that we are bold in every area of our life. We replace, we cast down that vain thought and imagination that says we're a coward, that says we can't do it. We replace it now with we are as bold as lions in your name, Jesus. I don't want to put you on the spot, Amy, but if you want to practice your words thingy, <laughs> your, your word. Um, God gave me something uh, last week. Um, <clears throat> Zach and I were listening to like this kind of meditation thing, and he, um, it was visualizing sitting by the still waters, like it talks about in Psalms twenty-three. And it went from just intentionally visualizing something to a vision. And I saw um, Jesus just sitting there with me in the grass. And he opened up his hands and he was holding these jewels. Um, And there were amethysts and there were rubies. I think there was an emerald in there. And um, one of... The amethyst thing turned into a word for somebody. It ended up being their birthstone this past weekend. But um, I just felt him say, like, you're going to need these really soon. And um, he brought it to mind when he said that. So um, I feel like. There is a fear mentality in being close to him that people are feeling. And we feel like he's going to be the father that, like, He swats you down every single time you do something wrong. And that's just not how he is. And you don't have to be afraid of being close to him because he's not going to be like other people where you get close to them and they hurt you. He's never going to be like that. And that closeness is just going to be overwhelming because it's going to help heal you and he just wants to be with you. And I know that this is for somebody because when I feel it like this, I know it's for somebody. 
God, I just I thank you for whoever that this is for, Lord, that they don't have to fear closeness. That just like we've been talking about, perfect love casts out fear. And God, you are offering perfect love. You are holding the jewels in your hand. And you just want to give us this perfect gift. Lord, you say in Jeremiah that all you've ever wanted to do was bless us and give us this beautiful land and this possession and that you always wanted to call us your children. You've always wanted us to call you father. And I thank you, Lord, that there is just not, there is no fear right now in stepping into that child role, that it's okay to have a father, that it's okay to open up and have a friend. And Lord, whatever it is that we have been afraid of that has kept us from that closeness, Lord, we just lay it down right now so that we can empty our hands and we can take those jewels that are in your, in your hand for us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I have a word for you, Amy. Um, I saw, when I looked over at you, I saw a field. I saw like an old man and I saw a field. You were the old man and it just represents wisdom. But I saw you, you tilling the ground and you know, when you till the ground, so you can lay the seeds and all that. Um, so you're not just scattering and the Lord has made you a man of wisdom and direction. And you don't have to do this, but I'd like for you to pray like a directional prayer. If that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, then just don't got to. What kind of direction are we talking about exactly? I was just going to let you wing it. (laughs) 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 I don't have any specific direction, but I just know when I pray that, just let the Lord just do his thing. So, Um, Does that bear any witness to you at all? Or am I allowed to be wrong? No, no, no. no, no, I'm not going to say it doesn't bear witness. I just don't necessarily know what to pray in this very moment. Um, Why don't you get Zach? Yeah, I got you. I know. Um, I saw you. I looked over at you and... I laughed at this because it sounded kind of cliche since you were a band director. <laughs> but I saw you with a trumpet in your hand, and it was like an exaggerated trumpet. And then, like, I saw you like blowing the trumpet and declaring. And I just I kept meditating on that. I saw like a red carpet before you or behind you. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is a little. Um, and you are actually preparing the way for the Lord. You know in your life in the direction that he's taking you now you are preparing you the way for the lord you are like <laughs> the guy who just declares the way for the lord that's what i got for you <laughs> amen <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's good. you don't got anything you don't have to have anything i was gonna pray over you <laughs> um go ahead okay well lord I thank you that Shad is a man of wisdom and direction. I'm actually seeing multiple rows. And what the Lord's going to do in your life is he's actually giving you multiple people that you're going to actually invest in. 
and he's going to give you wisdom on how to invest in their lives, what direction to take. And actually, he's wanting to tell you this now because they're coming into your life. There's already some, but they're actually coming into your life and you're going to start taking on more of a role. But the reason he's telling you now is so that you don't be, you don't shrink back in fear. Because when he tells you now, that means when his member, his words have all they need. So before you go on the journey, he's giving you the supply you need for these people. So one, this is going to give you peace. Actually, it's giving you peace right now because there's people in your life that you they are some of these rows. And the Lord is saying that you've been almost overwhelmed. But if you would actually take a step back, and I believe you already have started to, but if you really continue to take that step back and look at these rows, he'll begin to supply you with individual direction on each of these people in your life. And it will no longer be a weight, but he's, whew, but he's actually bringing this to a place of joy in your life because he's raising you up, Shad, to be the father that you never had. But you won't be a father just over children. You are going to be a father in the, <laughs> the body. You're going to be a father who brings proper discipline because he's giving you the reason you might think it's, it's, it's you ran into a rut, but you, you have to walk this life out. You have to have experience in order to give knowledge to these people he's putting in your life. So, Father God, I thank you for what you're doing in my brother's life. I thank you for the man of wisdom and direction that you are building him into. That this is who he is. It's his very nature. It's not who you're measuring. Well, I'm going to break that thought. Oh, I got some work to do. No, this is not who you're measuring up to. I am revealing the nature of who you are. Just like with the seed, you say this is a pumpkin seed. It's already a pumpkin seed before it goes in the ground. But when it goes in the ground and dies, it reveals the truth that it's a pumpkin. But it was already a pumpkin. But the manifestation is not the proof of what is already done. So he says, my word is the proof of who you are, not the manifestation of it in your life. So, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for everything you're doing in my brother's life. I thank you that your word does not return. This is a promise too. He's giving you so many, he's chunking so many (laughs) things at you right now. He says, my word does not return to me void, but it fulfills what I set it out to do. So even in this word, it will prove itself. And this isn't to prove me. I don't care if it was me who said this or not, but he said, my word proves itself. So I thank you for that, Lord. You're a pumpkin. <laughs> and let's go. You're a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy, I had my eyes closed and I saw multiple pianos around you in different layers, levels of pianos. The Lord speaks really basic to me. <laughs> but I just got to see it. I just see you playing multiple pianos. But the way I'm seeing it, I almost see it. And I know we've already talked about this, but I believe the Lord just want to talk more. Almost seeing it 
as like a stressor, like you're trying to like birth more arms and hands out of your body <laughs> to play these pianos. And then I see them like sandwiching together into one piano. Mm. And you're bringing them all together. And you're just playing beautifully. And um, I'm just going to pray and trust the Lord to fill my mouth with words because you need the rest of this. So, Lord, I thank you for your daughter. I thank you, Lord, that there's been times where... <laughs> That's a funny thing. Yeah, because like, those pianos, they looked thin, you know, like... And when they were brought together, they were the full picture. Mm. And I believe the Lord is saying there's things that you've had separate that you're trying to do separate. But once you bring them together, the full picture is actually going to come into play. And you're actually going to be because then once you had them all together, because at first it was like chaotic. You're trying to do it. and It just sounded like that. But once they all came together, I just see you like relax and just doing beautiful piano music that I can't do. Um, <laughs> but. I saw like once these once you realize that these things don't need to be separate and you don't need to micromanage, but you need to bring them all together. And then it'll flow in harmony and rest. Because what I'm seeing a lot when you're playing is you're you're resting. Yeah. And I think that that comes from I'm just gonna say the words I heard. It's a whole lot of me. A whole lot of you, you know, it's a whole lot of the Lord because he's going to bring them together. He's going to teach you how to go into rest and you're not going to. I feel like there's like levels in your brain where you try to like organize everything and, and it almost becomes like micromanaging and very stressful. But I think the Lord's going to give you a very open scape, like, you know, a house where the, the kitchen and the, the, the living room are kind of together and open. He's going to give you an open space because right now you thought that was stressful because you thought you had to organize everything. But once he gives you this way of thinking where it's very open and free, your vision will actually increase because the walls you've built to micromanage out of what you thought was comfort and safety. He's actually going to take those walls down because they caused you to hi almost hyperventilate and be scared. Because you saw them as so many things, but he's taking you to the place in your life, in your mind, where you're going to begin to see everything working together in unison. And he's actually going to increase your vision of what you see. So you're going to be able to see instead of like I see you seeing like this, you're going to have that full, you know, actually like a 360 view. And he's going to teach you how to live a life where, yes, you're organized because the house, even though those places are divided, it's still the kitchen. It's still a living room, but it's just open. You can breathe. He's going to teach you how to live an organized life without the panic and the stress and the anxiety. You're going to learn to breathe yeah. again. And he says again, <laughs> and he's because you've, you've actually taken, Lord, there was a time when I could breathe and now I feel overwhelmed. But he's actually bringing you back. But he's not bringing you, because he, he doesn't bring back. He, he moves forward. It's glory to glory, faith to faith. We don't move back in the kingdom. But he's taking where you were and he's bringing it into maturity because the place you were breathing in was a place of child. You were a child in your thinking, but now he's bringing you to that place of rest as an adult, yeah. a place of maturity because before it was who you are, but now it's who you are and you have the maturity, the knowledge and the understanding to actually enjoy it. Yeah. Cause before they were just memories, but now you're building character. Yeah. 
You're actually building character in your life. And when I gotta stop there, I don't have anything else. I'm gonna have, I have to stop there. If there's anything else you have to ask him, he has to tell you the rest. Um, that's all. Yeah. But let me. Sorry, guys. I just have it on me, and there's just the Lord wants yeah. to do a lot of stuff. Father God, I thank you. You exceed our vision. You exceed our power. You <laughs> exceed our ability. You exceed our wisdom. You exceed our perfection. You exceed everything, Lord. You exceed it. So, Lord, with be a light, I speak this now that you exceed what we're able to do. Where the places where we have been building on our own, make it abundantly clear. And But do not leave it at that. I ask you to then, actually I don't ask you, you're just telling me. You're going to bring the vision, the, the direction on what's actually needed to be done in that area. Lord, yeah, and I just free up Zach right now in Jesus' name with the stress of trying to build this thing. Lord, and I thank you. If we need to step it up, help us. <laughs> we can't do it without you. But I just thank you for freedom for him. And Lord, I thank you that we can continue to dream big. We do not walk by sight, by, but we walk by faith and not by sight. So Lord, I thank you for that. I just speak the gift of faith. I speak the gift of hope, the gift of faith and the gift of hope and the gift of joy and the gift of peace and the mm. gift of just keep on giving, Lord. And I speak that into my brothers and my sister here. I speak that into myself, Father, that you are giving us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, they've actually been sitting under the tree for a while, but we haven't unwrapped them, Lord. We've Thank been too you. busy. We haven't come home to learn how to rest on Christmas Day. We didn't know there was a holiday. We didn't know there was a day of rest. We didn't know that you said strive to enter into your rest, Lord. So in this area where we haven't been, where we've been striving and we've almost been quitting, Lord, we're actually going to learn instead of quit to rest. We're going to learn to rest and open up these presents. Father, I bless this business. I bless this you, venture. Jesus. I bless what we're doing, Father. I speak your blessing over it. You are blessing this by your might and your power because you want to. You want to bless this. You're not holding back. You're not stingy. You're not waiting for us to get it. You're not waiting for us to do better. You're blessing it exceedingly above and beyond whatever we can think or imagine. And you're doing that. And that is going to turn and change our very character. That is going to bring us to the levels we need to be in. We think we need to edit better. We think we need to speak better. We think we need to this and that better. But the, the exceeding abundance of your nature is going to flood us. Yes. And that is going to bring yes. us like a raising of a standard in the water is going to make us float up higher to where we need to be. <laughs> and it's not going to be by our own strength or power. It's going to be by your might. And we're going to say, wow, and thank you. You are amazing. We're going to have nothing but praise on our lips for you. And we will yes, stand Lord. and declare as a testimony of who you are because you build, Lord. You build. Unless the Lord builds, the workers work in vain. The laborers labor in vain. So we lay down our tools that we thought we needed, yes, Lord, Lord, and we lay our heads down before you. Our <laughs> we bow before you as the almighty, all-powerful God. You are the almighty and all-powerful God. And you want to do this, and we're your children. And you love us, and you have a... Ooh, 
An inheritance is not gained by the children, but it's gained by the Father and given to the children. So we receive the inheritance of what you have for us, Lord. We stop striving to build the inheritance that you're meant to give us. We lay that down and we repent right now. And we receive the inheritance that we gain through Christ Jesus. You. You have gained that and we reap where we did not sow because of Christ Jesus. Okay. Lord, (coughs) Amy, I command in Jesus' name all sickness, irregularities. (laughs) Whoa, you cannot have her in her sleep. You cannot take her. You cannot hinder her any longer. You actually have to leave this house completely. You are not allowed to stay here. You are not allowed to yes. torment. Yes. I declare her authority over you. Thank you. Not mine. Hers. Thank you, God. And Lord, I thank you for my brother. And I command healing in this body. And I'm just give you the word as I see it. The Lord's flushing you out. The Lord is flushing you out. And you're going to feel refreshed. I I believe you're going to start feeling it right now. The refreshing of the Lord going through every internal organ in this body, even to the lining of those organs. Thank you, God. Um, earlier, well, when you said at night, there has been continually, like I've been feeling this weird presence in our house and the last few weeks, like even, I mean, just habits that we've had, but like, I've been waking up in so much pain recently and it's just been that was awesome (laughs) but um earlier um was talking about the jewel thing but like i felt god saying for the three of you Mm -hmm. get <laughs> well, I got something for you. So. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> he said, "Get ready, ready to wear the crowns. Mm-hmm. Get ready to wear your crown because, like, like he gives us these gifts, these jewels, and I definitely think that those represent things. I gotta pray that out, but um, you gotta have a place to display those things, and it's like you have to be, um." You have to be willing to display them. So you need to be ready to wear your crown. Mm-hmm. And you? He just told me to give you a hug. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> receive it. <laughs> well, I had something. Sweet. Um, when we very first started... Uh, I saw an image of a tree, and then I saw scissors cut the tree. 
and then like the longer I meditated on it, you know, it changed. And eventually I saw it like a, I don't know if you guys have seen like the pictures of those sequoia trees in California, um, the redwoods and I like, they're so big that they've had to like hollow out the trees uh-huh. so cars can drive through them. Cause yeah. They're in way. That's crazy. And mm-hmm. so what I saw was like that sequoia blocking the road to where the road came to an end because the tree was in the way. And what I feel like the Lord was saying it represented is what would have been if people had lived differently. Mm-hmm. And like people have that, what would have been mentality that's got them stopped in the road. Mm-hmm. And then the scissors represent the word of God. It's just like, and the tree was gone and the road was clear. And I feel like that all that wood can be used as fire to like fuel the rest of the journey. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that. Mm. All the wood, let's see. The wood. All the wood has. Mm-hmm. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, there's a Stephanie Gretzinger or Frizzell, whatever her last name is. Gretzinger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a says come out of hiding or safety with me you know um what you <laughs> what's the words oh man come on what you pretty much what you thought was a mistake is going to end up being for your good she says it better than that it's um what hindered love will only become part, part of, of the story. story yeah exactly so that's like the only way the lord works <laughs> <laughs> He's like, even what's bad, I'm about to turn for good. <laughs> I will say this one more part because I almost didn't say it, but I feel like it was a part of it, so I need to say it. And I, hold I it just back. said flush them out. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, weird. Just... I was just holding it back for whatever reason. I felt like it was scissors and not like a sword because it sort of represented like double-mindedness because there's two blades and not just one. Mm. So like we've got to choose to believe that God can... Uh, redeem those what would have been and like live from that mindset because believing that he can't do it is what that has the tree there in the first place like oh I've messed up so bad there's no way I can get what I'm supposed to get Mm -hmm. as long as that's a part of your mindset that all that wood is in the way yeah then you're single minded so that's that I'm encouraged yeah it's like (laughs) I want to face this stuff more you know after I faced that, and now I'm like, I don't, I don't want to face. <laughs> I want to face more more things, you know. Um, just like David, he faced the lion, he faced the bear, and then he now he's like, well, I faced these things. I didn't kill me. I killed one bare hand, so I'm gonna throw a rock at you. <laughs> but um, and like honestly growing a mindset and living from that place because you know we see people who do that but we're all supposed to do that there's no one who's allowed to be a coward hmm. you know there's no one who's like you're meant to be a coward <laughs> never <laughs> that's not even our nature because if we were meant to be a coward that means there's the ability for god to be a coward hmm. yeah how about that <laughs> and so if we just think that's our nature it's not yeah and not that we got to be like the oh, I'm gonna do, you know but like there's you know, people say confidence is quiet. So, like, yeah. you don't got to be like, oh, I'm rambunctious and I'm going to do everything. But you just, you're calm and you know who you are. You're going to go forward and do it, you know? Yeah. And so I'm not saying everyone has to turn into, like, these extreme extroverts. But you can be, you know, res- what looks like reserved, but you're still, you're decisive. You're, you're, 
you're exact, you're precise, you're going mm-hmm. forward. And so that's a word for someone because they, mm-hmm. you know, for myself too, you know, your nature is not going to completely change, but your confidence needs to. Yeah. <laughs> confidence mm-hmm. does not turn you into an extrovert. <laughs> confidence simply pushes you forward and you believe, well, you believe you can go forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you believe you could choke anyone out, so you just do or say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No. no. <laughs> uh, anything else? No. Okay. All right, everybody. There you go. You you got it. You got it all. All the goodies. All the goodies. My goodies. Anyway. That is not a song you should be I'm talking about the word of God. <laughs> the goodies of the <laughs> oh, the gifts of the spirit you know anyway um check out our patreon page if you want to support us it's be uh, it's patreon.com slash be a light uh toss a few dollars we're going to be revamping that very very soon uh making it uh even more awesome than it already is it helps us keep making uh better and better content and uh we got some great stuff coming down the line so uh, just uh, keep watching and share it, like it, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. A share goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this has been Zach, and Amy, Shad, and Judah. Have a blessed week. Goodbye.